Hello and welcome to the Chi Podcast. I'm Jeremy C from Chi Coaching and this is the Chi Podcast. Welcome to the Chi Podcast. I'm trying something a bit different today. I'm out in nature by a creek so hopefully the river sounds in the background are soothing and hopefully the cars won't be too intrusive. So this episode is following on from the previous one on the masculine feminine energies. Basically that's a quite a high level concept and deeply spiritual. Now we're not always in such a state where we can look at our relationships and experiences from that place. Sometimes we hold more of a three-dimensional way of looking things from a conventional sense in society like if they were your girlfriend or boyfriend then now they're your ex and I think the times when you would be looking at it that way is when perhaps they ended it or you had feelings and they didn't and that's what I'm going to be speaking to in this episode. So I have gone through that myself lately and it's brought up a lot, um, stuff that I definitely had to look at. And in the process of trying to move through that, I've consumed quite a bit of content and podcasts. And there was one that was particularly helpful, and I'll link the podcast in the show notes so you can listen to that. And I'm just going to share what I took from it that was relevant to me and that I found useful. I like to really pass on information. So I believe if we're all sharing the information that is impacting us and that the lessons we're learning then it's going to disseminate that information and spread it a lot more effectively and I'm sure the people that are listening to my podcast would be different from the podcast I listen to kind of like uh, Eckhart Tolle for example very serious and minimal ego but I don't think there'd be a large percentage of the population that are receptive to just the style of his voice and speaking And so I think it's about integrating those teachings and then passing them on in a way that I would express it that will be more relevant to the people in my sphere that might not listen to him, for example. So I digress. Let's move on to the actual topic. Um, So basically, the feelings that come up when you have had an unrequited love or when you feel that you're rejected and basically it's all centered around someone not seeing your worth and your value and you wondering why when you showed them your true self that you opened up and they didn't want you and you can really fall into seeing that they chose against you that they rejected you that they you exposed yourself and they went no no I'm not having that now that isn't the truth that's a very uh lower way natural way but lower way of looking at things and later on from a higher perspective I could reason that it wasn't that they were choosing against me it's just that I perhaps wasn't what they needed in that moment but nonetheless it does have that feeling of wanting them to see your worth and your value and some of the things that I learned in this podcast I listened to were quite interesting And one of which was that science shows that love actually triggers the same areas as addiction. And it completely 
makes it understandable that when you break up with someone and you're then feeling that addiction, when you see them, you're satiated and then you want to keep pursuing it because you know that makes you feel better. Um, But like any addiction, the only way out of it is through the pain. And yeah, we don't want to get caught up in the pleasure pain cycle of getting one part pleasure and then having to go through all this pain when until eventually it's not worth it and we decide to cut our losses. But really the damaging part of that process when we do stay in it longer than we should have is the suffering comes from not what the person did to you. Yes, it brings up the pain, but it can often be that we do things that are self-destructive or shameful as far as disrespecting ourselves. Like we may realize a situation isn't serving us. Like we try and go um, commit ourselves or like be in a situation with an ex and realize that the feelings aren't reciprocated. But then we try and navigate it and we end up acting in a way that isn't truly how we would like to act. And maybe we feel like we've lost our dignity. We feel like we've lost our self-respect. We feel like we didn't protect ourselves. And the fact that we didn't stop it and we didn't reclaim our personal power and live in our truth of... It's a bit of a fine balance, isn't it? Because obviously for you at that moment, it's your truth that you want to be with them. But the reality is if they don't want to be with you, that's where we have to accept that. And it can be quite difficult to go through that when you think that there might be a possibility of getting back together, that you can hang on to that hope of the relationship rekindling. And sometimes or a lot of times, that stops us moving forward. And really, if we were to accept that, move forward and work on ourselves, then not that we should do that with the intention of getting back with someone, but if it was going to happen, it would be when you go through that natural growth and that you become that higher version of yourself that you want to be. That is what's attractive, not someone waiting to on the sidelines for someone to get back to them because that comes from a needy place and neediness is never attractive. So some of the other things, there was a really good quote in this podcast and it was, your ex isn't the one who betrays you after a while. It's yourself. And that really touches on all the points that I made before of staying in a relationship or a dynamic and experience after it is serving you and it's causing you suffering. And, yeah, it's um, an interesting situation, really. So the author of this podcast, Dr. Lisa Marie Bobby, she actually outlined five steps to go through this And so step one is recognizing you've transferred your personal power to another. Step two is recognizing that it's a natural physiological uh, experience that you've going through addiction. You're craving for validation, approval, connection. It's physiological in nature. So it's not that there's something wrong with you or that you're mentally imbalanced. There Step three is getting support and surrounding yourself with a support network that 
can help you. And that doesn't necessarily mean family or friends because obviously you can lean on family and friends and you've probably either had this or experienced it where if you continually bring up your ex, people start to get sick of it after a while if you're just wallowing in your pain, the very real pain. But nonetheless, it is quite off-putting to have someone continually, I guess, be coming from a bit of a depressed, negative place. It tends to bring others down. And people want to help in the beginning, but once it becomes a seemingly... Uh, becomes to a point where you're not making advancements and they're talking about you're talking about the same thing as last time, people tend to disengage from that because it becomes a bit draining if they don't feel that you're making progress um, so it can be worthwhile hiring someone to take that place so you're not actually wearing on the quality of your relationships in family and friends step four was committing to treating yourself with love and respect and obviously you know we should all be doing that all the time but when you're in a low self-esteem place that often comes after a breakup with an ex that's definitely the paramount time to be cultivating self-love and respect for yourself and I think that's probably the most damaging thing that I've seen for myself coming from a situation where the feelings aren't mutually returned that you feel so low in self-esteem because you feel like you've put yourself in these vulnerable positions and it's basically yeah causes you to feel rejected feel like you are making a fool of yourself essentially and that's where you really need to rebuild that self-love that connection with yourself and the confidence and self-esteem and that really comes through experience and doing things because I spent enough time trying to mentally get myself into that space so I could go do things from a higher place but it doesn't work that way the experience has to come first and then you get the self-esteem and confidence from the accomplishment of putting yourself out there and having positive interactions um, but you know sometimes we can really think about focusing on mindset and being like I'm going to positive I'm going to affirm myself positive things and I'm going to just will myself to get into a better place and from my experience that doesn't happen and step five is planning for how you take care of yourself and making it and turning it into specific actions um, which I think makes sense because we can kind of conceptually go yeah I'm going to practice self-love and um, really respect for myself but if you don't have but if you don't have a strategic approach, you're probably going to have the intention but not the follow-up. And yeah, I think having some specific actions are going to really have them cued. So when you feel particularly low, you can go, okay, yeah, it's time to do that. Whereas if you have that loose intention of I'm going to practice self-love, it's not something you can really um, implement too easily. So some of the points on the grief process that she highlight, I think were really beneficial. Um, obviously acceptance, accepting it's over and letting go. And I think that's the one where we all get stuck, where we want to believe that there's hope for a reunion and that can really keep us in that point and not moving on. So that's definitely a critical one to come to terms with because if you don't accept that, then you're not going to go through the grief and move on.
Now, something that she mentioned that was super relevant was when we go through a death, we have a funeral and there's a ceremony of closure. But with a relationship, you often don't have that actual um, closure. And especially if it was unrequited, but they navigated it in a way that perhaps wasn't blunt. Um, that can be really hard to let go. So having a bit of a celebration and a ceremony to acknowledge the positive and even become aware and look objectively at the negative because we can definitely frame past relationships in a sense where we look at only the positive and we forget all the negative things that, you know, caused issues in the relationship and perhaps even caused issues to our well-being at the time but we glorify it and only look at what was positive so writing that down and really acknowledging what was positive what was negative and looking at objectively as you can and simply the process of journaling your feelings can be quite cathartic as well and then obviously getting to a point of releasing so I'm big on, you know, combining action and symbolism. So perhaps you could delete photos that you've been hanging on to and looking at in moments of lowness or whatever it may be. Um, there could be a writing of a letter, you know, acknowledging the experience and letting it go and you could burn it. Um, there could be several ways that you could do it. And I always recommend doing these releasing things with love um, if you're at a place where you're resentful and trying to send her energy at another that's not going to serve you the most so I'd never recommend doing one of these activities if you can't keep that under control and maybe if you're at that point you know speaking with a professional could be helpful or diving deeper into it um, through journaling and exploring why you're feeling that way and trying to uncover why it is. And you know what the interesting thing that highlights to me is when we go through one of these experiences that makes us feel rejected and really can put us in a needy place and where we're needing that validation, what that highlights to me is that's something I'm not giving myself. So if I felt rejected and that I need love from this person to feel worthy that's saying to me that I haven't already given myself a sense of self-love where I feel worthy enough as I am and that I need someone else to give me that and that's where you give away your power and if you can give yourself that love that you desire and that validation that you are enough as you are that's where you're gonna not need anyone else because you already are complete and from that place, you're going to attract someone that is also complete and you're not going to get into the wounded side of things and toxic situations. And because at the very best, you're going to end up with a codependent relationship that can be pleasant for a while because it's filling that need. But at some point, it's not going to serve you and it's not going to be a long-lasting relationship. So doing that work on yourself and really cultivating self-love is going to be the key. Now, the thing is, self-love, self-esteem, that's not a state, that seems to be something that's built. So a few little lines from this podcast that were really relevant to this point. Self-esteem is repaired through behaviours and accomplishment. 
You can't talk yourself into it. Developing a healthy sense of self-worth and self-love comes from earning it. Do hard things and experience yourself as being competent and successful. Those points hit all the feels for me. I was like, yeah, that's exactly what I need to do. So, yeah, I think if you can manage to get to a place where you accept and go through the grief, let go of the focus on them, and what will help do that is focus on what you felt you were lacking, what you needed from them, and focus on giving that to yourself and do that through getting out and having experience and creating accomplishment and sense of self-worth and love through your behaviours. So that's what I wanted to share for this podcast, Um, just some learnings and insights and a bit more of a conventional way of looking at that dynamic. So I'd love for you to comment, uh, reach out to me on Instagram and tell me what you thought. Um, is this did, did the river in the background compliment it? Hopefully the noise wasn't too badly, like this motorbike. <laughs> um, but like always, yeah, reach out to me on Instagram. And and if you've made it this far, obviously this was a topic relevant to you. So just know that you are enough, that you are worthy of love, just as you are. And yeah, peace be with you.